Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. One of the reasons we're doing this episode today is because B and Hamish are so excited to announce that you can now leave us a voicemail on our Sober Awkward website. That's soberawkward.com. All you do is hit the speak pipe. It's on the right hand side and you can tell us how you're going, ask any questions about the podcast, share your story, tell us a joke or just tell us how your sober journey is going. So give us a shout on the speak pipe at soberawkward.com. The kettle's boiled, Vic. Great. Perfect timing. Just a dash of milk for me, please, mate. Here you go. Should we get started then? Have you ever woken up on a Sunday morning and said, I'm never drinking again, and then found yourself waving 50 bucks at a barman by happy hour? Are you wondering why everyone else can stop at one while you head to a dodgy after party with a weird bloke called Disco Dave? If so, it might be time to take a deeper look at your relationship with your reliable social crutch, alcohol. On each episode, we'll investigate our own dysfunctional dealings with booze and find out if it's possible to stop this deeply ingrained habit before things get too messy. Yep, we're going to open up a shame shed of humiliating drinking stories to help you understand why waking up from a booze coma each weekend with a kebab sticking out of your top pocket might actually be negatively impacting your health. Hamish and I are here to delve into what it's like being sober, an unwanted warts and all look into why giving up those cheeky pints or putting down those mummy wines will make you feel happier, help your anxiety and mental health and turn you into the most sparkly, authentic version of you. Won't that mean I become boring though, Vic? Well, Hamish, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm Victoria Vanstone. I'm Hamish Adams-Cairns. And this is Sober Awkward. Good weekend. Went away to the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, nice little weekend away. Nice getting away with the fam, isn't it? It's made me realise that a one-night holiday that you can drive to is about as relaxing as a three- or four-day holiday that you need to fly to. True. Taking away the travel stress impact is quite nice. Yeah. What what do you think about people that say fam-bam? I don't think I agree with it. I don't think I agree with it either, No. Stop saying that, everybody. Have you been using it? No, no, I no, wouldn't. Why, I, and why is that I, on your mind? A little bit of sick comes up in my throat when people use it. Has someone I know, because I nearly it, said it then. I knew you said... Hello, fam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, we don't. We won't hate you if you say it, but... What do you refer to John as? Do you go husband or is it... Pippin. <laughs> I do, I call him Pippin. Why? don't know, just always called him Pippin. I don't know. I was, I didn't or know. the hairy bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when he's in a pool and he's underwater and he shoots off all his. It's just like a line of hair. Imagine Chewbacca going underwater and all the hair. That's, That's what him. it's like. Nice. 
The hairy bullet. Because I was the only thing like hubby. Are you okay with hubby? No. What about my partner? No. I call him anything he'll answer to, Hamish. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Doesn't matter. Don't call him Mark. No. Doesn't answer. <laughs> I've tried. Steve! Steve! <laughs> anyway, I had a lovely weekend because I went for a walk with some sober crew yesterday. Sure. It was very funny because the day that we decided to go on this walk was the day that there was a massive cycling event, a downhill mountain bike event on the path that we were walking on. So you dodged. <laughs> yeah, so you that dodged was your way funny. around. Yeah, it added a little bit of close death adventure to our <laughs> to our day out. Yeah, and I just wanted to have a chat today because I come away from meeting sober mates, a group of sober mates mm. just feeling euphoric because you're just with people that get it for the first time in ages yeah. and you spend a lot of time avoiding talking about sobriety with everyday mates because I don't want to bore them with it because mm -hmm. they're not interested in it because they're, they're not on this crazy path. They're, they're more wise than, than I ever was, <laughs> I think, basically. So I just wanted to say that I had such a lovely time and we had porridge, we got lost and we chatted and we went for lunch afterwards. It was all amazing. And there is nothing better than having some sober mates to chat about the ups and downs of this zigzaggy path. Have you got any sober mates, Hamish? Sunny? Oh, yes, Sunny. Maybe just the children of the world yes. are my sober mates. <laughs> I don't know many sober people. More than I thought. More of my friends are like sober curious or giving it a go okay. since I've gone sober than I thought. But basically, you and children. Okay, that's pretty sad. It's a weird I think, you, bunch, just I think you we're going to discover from this that we're going to get you to do some sober events, Hamish, aren't we? Yeah, hey, if, there, if there's enough um, demand for it, I think there will be. I'll do it. Yep. Um, we got a message from Ned this week, who's one of our amazing Cuppa members, telling us what a good job we're doing at creating such a non-judgmental environment for newly sober people. Oh, so we're talking about the podcast here and we're talking about our Cuppa community, which is our sober, awkward, free online community. We get lovely messages on there saying, you know, keep it up, guys, you're changing lives. And it really keeps us motivated. So today we're going to have a chat about the importance of creating your own sober groups of mates and how it can be the difference between hating being sober and loving it. Yes, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about what Cuppa is. I feel as if our listeners will either not know what it is at all, or like me, they're using it a bit, but probably not using all the tools that are available to them, or they're just complete pros. There yeah. are one or two listeners who are basically running the show. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to know what is Cuppa and how can it help you find sober mates? Pretty much what it is, Hamish, and what we'll tell you here today is it is a place for all your sobriety needs, a one-stop sober hub. Cuppa is not the answer to everything. Remember our chat about the work last week, but it will make you feel less alone and more understood in this. Oh, in this. <laughs> Sorry, you just, I've gone. I've been listening on glitched. CD. And it's I've just glitched. <laughs> Understand this sober escapade. That's staying in yeah. for sure. Cuppa won't heal you or get you sober. You have to do that with the help of a professional, but it will make you feel, well, a bit less weird. So today is all about having a cuppa and finding mates to share your tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> do you write that yeah. intentionally wanting to yes, be funny? Yes, I always yeah. do that. And yes. teabagging. So put the kettle on, get your best mug from the cupboard, find those favourite cosy tracksuit bottoms, the ones in the holes and that smell of damp dog, yeah. settle in and find out why Cuppa, the sober awkward community, will be a buddy when all yours have gone down to the nag's head for a pint. And remember that if we build a tribe of like-minded people, we will never have to be alone again. 
And stay tuned later because we're going to give you a step-by-step guide on how to find your sober army. Okay, so let's start by finding out why you created Cupperthick. Well, actually, I'm going to be totally 100% honest here, Hamish. You didn't, you ripped it off. Is that Mark Zuckerberg did it? No, <laughs> I ripped it off Mark Zuckerberg. Are no, it was because I was skint and I wanted to make some money. So you set up a free social network? <laughs> well, it was free, but then I was going to sell courses on it. I was going to sell T-shirts on it. Ah. I was using it as like a platform to support the podcast. But that isn't what's actually happened, which I'm all right with. You know, I'm not a businesswoman. You're business still woman. skint. I'm still <laughs> skint. John's cleaning a few more windows than you, <laughs> <Yes>. Joel. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still skinned, but that's okay because Cupper has become like this brilliant little social platform and I just wasn't expecting it. Um, that's okay, she said, John. It's okay. Opposite story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah John's not I'm happy about 15 it. 15 days a week here. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, Hamish, I do find money a bit awkward. I'm not yes. ever, I, I kind of was giving stuff away at jumble sales as a kid because I couldn't bear the exchange of funds. Mm-hmm. I think it's my people pleaser ways. Okay. My drinking comes into everything here. Yeah. My people-pleasing means I find it very, very difficult to ask for money. Yes. So I find that difficult on Cuppa as well. But I must say, the Cuppa community pay the fees. It's the best bit about Cuppa. It is the best bit. Yeah. It is amazing. That was never that was never the plan, but it is what's happened. We put it out there and said, look, do you want to pay a monthly subscription or would you like to help pay the fees once a year? And this year we covered the fees in one shout out. Everybody paid some money in and we paid the fees for the platform for a year. I think that Incredible. really helps that Cuppa community feel tight yes like we're all in this together we're all helping fund this because we know the effect it's having on people yeah so yeah what happened with cuppa it's just not a boring cash cow anymore the platform has developed into an incredibly comfortable place to hang out but hamish there is a job going at the pie shop in majimba if you want to go i don't need it i'm, you, I'm minted oh mate. you're loaded you're are you? i'm minted <laughs> well, why haven't you got any shoes on <laughs> then or true. socks you got, i'm wearing your got, clothes <laughs> he's wearing my jumper and he's got no shoes he's got horrible little feet haven't you <laughs> I literally already work six days a week. I can't take another job. I can't do pies. Yeah, I think you'd be quite a good pie man. If it, if the pies were free on top of my wage, I'll work at the pie shop. That's something we could offer on Cupper is free pies. We don't have any free pies though. Do you know what was your first ever email address? Good question. Yeah. Badboy underscore Scott at hotmail.com. Why Scott? Scottish. Scottish oh. man. Badboy Scott. <laughs> I thought that was quite cool. Yours? Itchy pie. Itchy pie. Yeah. Wow. Itchy pie. Itchy pie and bad boy Scott. What's your email address? Itchy pie. (laughs) What was I like? (laughs) Dear, oh dear. I remember when I joined the podcast, I didn't know too much about Cuppa. I just thought it was like a Facebook page or something similar. But then I joined it. And I was kind of shocked. Ah, I know every time you do your monthly live broadcast on there, Hamish, that you come away buzzing. Why do you love Cuppa so much? Okay, so... Firstly, and I think it's unmissable the day that you join Cuppa, is this amazing positivity and support from the other members. So people share a lot on Cuppa, okay? I kind of feel like people don't feel like they want to share on something like Facebook because let's face it, it's full of dickheads. Mm. That's the way I describe Cuppa. Cuppa is Facebook without the dickheads. Mm. So People share things which are so personal that they're probably not even telling friends or family. So we've had people say, I've given up and my husband is giving me an incredibly hard time about it. If he continues, I will might I will have to leave him. Yeah. Or we have people say, I relapsed last night. Like I drank at home by myself and I feel terrible about it. The comments on those posts are extraordinary. Mm. It's always 
20 comments going, don't worry, I've been there. I know what that feels like. You'll get through it. Here's some advice. Here are some tips. It is the most wonderful community of people. Yeah. Maybe it's because like, at this stage, is it's still quite early. There aren't that many members. We've only got the good ones. We've got 7,000, Maybe, maybe Facebook was good until it got to billions. And maybe, Inevitably, true. there's going to be some pricks. Um, but I think that was my first thing that struck me. I'm, I was also surprised about how, like when you first launched it and I wasn't sober, I thought there's no way I can join it because that's clearly just sober people congratulating other sober people for being sober. Mm. Like there's no way I could join it as a drinker. I'm the enemy. I'm the baddie. Actually, I think there's pl plenty of people on it who are still drinking, who are thinking about going sober, who are dipping a toe. They're looking at some of the courses. They're looking at some of the conversation boards and they're just sort of scouting it out, see if it's for them. I was surprised by that. I think that's a good thing. I think it's good that it's not only sober people, you know, congratulating each other yep. in like a weird echo chamber. Um, <laughs> and there's also a huge amount of courses on it. So you said that you put courses on in the expectation you might make money. That's not why they're there. There are some which are very, very, that's the free ones. There's some very, very cheap ones. Obviously there are some more expensive ones if you want to invest more money in there. Um, so there's a huge range. You're likely to find something that suits your needs. And it's funny. You wouldn't think mm. that a social media platform where it's basically sober people a lot of the time struggling with their sobriety and sharing posts about it mm. would be funny. But there's a lot of laughs on that. Yeah, there's a lot of laughs. People yeah. have got good sense of humour. And there's a lot of joy because a, a lot of the time people are sharing their wins. That's true. And it's like, yes, I've been to a festival. And we're all like, yes, that's bloody brilliant. That means I could go to a festival. Yes. And it's kind of this never-ending circle of love, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's and just so sharing nice. funny tips. Like, there was that festival post I saw recently. She goes, here's what I'm bringing. It was like, these drinks. Yeah. Uh, this is my approach to it. Yeah. This is what I've packed. That can be good for other people going, okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how you do it. What was it like for you, Vic, when you didn't have anyone to talk about? Before you had to basically create lots of friends through Kappa. Yeah. What was it like? You know, was it isolating and lonely? Well, I just didn't know if I was doing it right. I okay. didn't know if I was doing sobriety right. I had mm -hmm. no idea what where to turn. And I thought, am I normal? You know, are drinking dreams normal? Is it normal to feel like this? Is okay. it normal to feel anxious when you go out for the first time? I was writing down those feelings. That's how isolated I felt in early sobriety before mm. I knew any, any other sober people was I was so alone that I felt like I had to write it down mm. because I was like, this is important. I'm sure a lot of people who give up and don't go into AA must feel like that. Yeah. Like, oh God, I don't fit into the huge social coming together of so people talking about sobriety yeah where do i look next because i thought i wasn't extreme so i didn't fit into anything i yeah. thought i didn't fit into aa so therefore i don't fit in anywhere mm -hmm. which in fact i did but I just it just didn't exist funny enough it's a bit old school but i went to the library Mm -hmm. What well, was my port of call? Because I had no idea where to turn. I didn't have any mates. I had nothing. So I thought, well, I'm going to go to the library and ask them and for see what? for a book about okay. what it's like being sober curious. Or I didn't even know that term, actually. I just said, have you got any books on alcoholism? And yep. she gave me a book on botulism. She wasn't sure what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't really find anything. I was actually, I was desperate. I think I would have chatted to a tin of beans, Hamish, if it had been my sober buddy. I felt like I couldn't talk to a mate about it because they were all still drinking. I thought no one would understand me and I didn't want anyone to feel bad about their own drinking. I didn't want to confront yeah. people. So it was just, yeah, it was really isolating. Enough almost to make me feel like giving up being sober. Absolutely. Well, not to pat you too much on the back, but yeah, this is a brilliant tool that you've created. It's amazing that it's free. It's amazing that it's open for anyone to use. The benefit of making sobriety accessible for everyone 
is amazing. But before your head explodes, because I'm making it too big by saying nice yeah. things, let's have a quick chat about some of the benefits of being on Cuppa. Because lots of people will not know what Cuppa is. Yeah, so yeah, that's what we're here for. We're going to tell you what it is. Before we get into how to get you to organise your own social events, let's find out what you can do on there. Okay, I'll get the ball rolling. So you can message on Cuppa sober people that live near you. Yep, there's a little button that says nearby and you can find all the people that live near you. And then just DM them. Yeah, you can DM and say, hello, do you want to go for a walk? You can also ask on the main feed or in the chat option, knowing that everyone has been there and will not judge you. So you can ask anything. You can find sobriety courses if you're struggling, like we've spoken about. There's a monthly catch up with us. Yeah. Yeah, we go live and you can ask us any questions and we can help you or talk rubbish for an hour, which is generally what we do. That's more important. That's more important. That's what people want from us. Yeah, they want rubbish. People don't want wisdom from us. We don't have it to give and that's not what you want. You want mainly testicle jokes. Yeah, testicle (laughs) jokes and drivel and to know that we're not perfect, I think. Okay, that we can definitely, I can reassure you, I can always provide evidence of me not being perfect. Yeah. Okay, there are specialised groups, sober photographers, sober LBGTQ+, sober dating, sober gratitudes. You can join all of them. There's also a weekly Zoom call in the US. Now, I want to talk about this. Okay, what's this? I joined this. It's the Friday. It's every Friday yep. night, 9 till 10pm here in Australia, a different time in the USA. And I joined it. I ha- it's been on there for nearly a year and there was about 10 women. One was in, in te- Ontario. One was in Sweden. One was in Alaska. Mm. One was in South America. It was incredible. All of these women from all over the world being 100% honest about their sober journey. If anyone is struggling go and join that Friday group on Cuppa because it is the best thing that I've ever experienced on there every single Friday every single Friday that's great yeah there are local events they've got bubble hour breakfast our live events walks camping trips whatever there's plenty for you to get involved in yeah the lady from the bubble hour is coming up here to visit us and we're having an event on there so all of those things you have access to there's a book club Jack S has just taken over that put all your reviews of your favourite sobriety books share them they can even do a live book club on there there's a friday blog from a member each week and that's one that anita sorts out anita is like the super member of kappa yeah um so yeah there's sunday guest blogs from experts as well yeah there's a sober awkward group on there where you can discuss each episode you can also post pics of your wins share your lows or just generally join in the sober conversations which for some is enough for them to not reach into the fridge on that difficult night yeah we often get posts from people saying if it wasn't for kappa last night i would have had a drink and it was you guys that stopped me so you can go on there any time of day because it's international there's people on there all Mm. the time having a chat you can live chat or post on the feed or do whatever you want to do you can you know start a zoom call it's incredible we should probably say here kappa is either on your computer yeah so that's kappa.community kappa is c-u-p-p-a or you can get it on your phone so you just download the app the mighty networks and you can access it through there yeah it's a mighty networks platform which is who we pay the fees to every month so it means that we get free access to the platform and that's what you guys have to download so if you're on your phone go to your app store and download the mighty networks app and then just search for copper on there community is so important in sobriety if you don't have any sober mates you might just end up drinking again it really is as simple as that so vic you started a sober social group before the podcast and anything else why do you do it and how? I am so glad that you've asked me this question because I get messages every day from people asking, do you know if there's any sober groups near me or mm. in Pennsylvania or Scunthorpe or wherever you are? 
I'm like, no, you need to start one. I can't do this on my own. I always say that to people. I can't start sober groups in every town all over the world, but there are people desperate for them. So you need to start them, guys. For some people, it seems too hard and they're like, no, I can't do that. But of course you can. It's not hard. And I'm going to tell you how this really could be the difference between you drinking and not drinking again. So sit up straight and turn your listening ears on. There are two types of people in this world, Hamish, I thought about when I was writing this. There's the organisers and the goers, isn't there? Okay. You and I are organisers, I think, Mm -hmm. aren't we? And there's some people that just like turning up on things. I think what I'm going to say here is the people that turn up at things need to start organising things. See, I was going to say I want to start becoming more of a goer and less of an (laughs) organiser. I think generally everybody wants to be a goer, (laughs) but otherwise there's going to be nothing to go to, is there? Yeah. If you are not an organiser, you're more introverted, then this will feel tough we're going to be honest but like we say feel the awkward and do it anyway you don't want to be lonely in your sobriety you deserve to thrive and have lots of healthy friendships so you've got to give this a go this is how to find your sober tribe in person okay so go on to cuppa and go to the home page then create an event it will prompt you to add the details. It could be a Zoom call like Friday. It could be a coffee morning locally, a breakfast, a dinner, bowling, whatever it is you want. Just add the details. Then you have to put the elbow grease into it. You have to get your event out there to those that need it. This part happens outside of Cuppa. And this is the bit where everybody feels really uncomfortable. You need to be open about your sobriety. Scary, but necessary. What we're saying here is you need to get it on Facebook. Once your event is created with a pic and a paragraph about what it is, you share it on the made feed of Kappa. Then you get your link to it and head to all your local community groups on Facebook. Share the shit out of it, basically, with a bit of blurb. Yeah, something like, well, hello, I'm Dave. I live locally and I've just given up drinking alcohol. I would like to find others that are enjoying a sober life. I have organised a breakfast, blah, blah, blah. It would be lovely to meet you. Just click the link to join me for a cuppa and a chat. See you there. So we're just saying, just write something really simple. Don't write blah, 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 of course. No. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> They'd be offended just by that. Just go et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> yeah, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what we're saying is just be really short and simple. Say, this is who I am. This is what I want. And will you come and join me and make it really joyful? What was the first one that you ever went to like, Vic? Gosh, well, honestly, it was quite full on. I did a picnic in a park. <laughs> At that time, I had men and women. This is something we can talk about, actually. It's up to you whether you make these events mixed. Yeah. I find, for me, that the women feel more comfortable. Often they might have come from a domestic violence situation sure. due to alcohol. There's lots of situations that people's past could be the reasons why they are drinking and why they've given up. So for some, I think it might be safer to do all female groups. Mm -hmm. But if you're comfortable doing a mixed group, then do that. Mm -hmm. And also all male groups are needed too. So just a mixture of things, whatever feels comfortable for you to host. Um, One of the problems we had in the original group was that the guys were hitting on some of the women in the group. They're looking for vulnerable women. There are people out there doing that. Unfortunately, they might not be sober. They're just looking for groups to join, meetups to come to where women could perhaps be easy prey. Sounds horrible, but that is exactly what happened. So actually there were 20 men in the group and I them and i got some horrible emails from men that hadn't even been saying how how dare you be so sexist and ban me from the group but it just felt safer for me as well to have it as an all-female group. how did you organize that that was obviously before cuppa i created a group on facebook and then i shared it on meetup 
Okay. Yep. And I called it the Sober Social for Sober Curious Women in the end. And I shared that all over Facebook. And how, so how many people? 20? There was probably 20 on the first one. Wow. I did a picnic in the park. I, everyone bought nibbles and we sat around. It is a little bit like an AA meeting at okay. first because you have to introduce yourself. Of course, we don't make you say, you know, you're an alcoholic. You just say what you like. Where? Mm. What's your name? Where are you from? But the question that is really interesting is why are you here? Yeah. Because you get a full story. There's no, there's no like chit chat about the weather. Mm. You're like, why are you here? And that's when you make these amazing friendships because the reasons you're there are the same as that person's. Yeah. And you have a total understanding of what they're going through, whether it's more extreme than you or not. You have an understanding of their issues, which is an incredible way to bond. Was it in any way awkward? It was very awkward, Hamish. Yeah, can be, yeah. right? Yeah, and I was really nervous beforehand. And then I met a few people there that were lovely and I looked forward to the second meeting. Okay. Yeah, and I did a few dinners. I worked out that breakfasts worked best. More people tend to arrive at breakfast time because they've got less time to think about it. Because for most people, it's their first ever sober social event. So by dinner time, they've already backed out. So there is many, many a time when I'm sat in a restaurant on my own waiting for people to turn up, but they've all been too scared. That has happened to you a lot. Yeah, it happens all the time. But I kind of, you know, I take it on the chin. I understand. I have empathy for people who have not socialised without a drink before. It's very, very hard. But they do come eventually. Mm. And you make some incredible friendships. Have you ever been to a a meet-up, Hamish, where you didn't know anyone? I imagine in your sick, perverted head that that's your favourite thing to do. Okay, not my favourite thing to do. (laughs) I have done it once. Yeah, my first trip back to the UK, we did a sober meetup at 26 Grains, which is this porridge shop that I used to work at that I love. Um, And there must have been maybe six of us that came. And it was kind of exactly like you described. I I kind of, I didn't feel so much nervous going in, but I did feel some kind of butterflies. This is unusual to not know anyone. Mm. It's not unusual to meet one person you don't know, but to have six people, none of whom have ever met is quite unusual. But also that they know you and know quite a lot about that you. That is a weird thing yeah, about Yeah, because I, I didn't have the podcast when I first did the first yeah. meetups, so they didn't know me, so that was all right. But now I turn up to things, I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And I, it kind of gets to me like who you are, where you come from. They're like, we know all about you. Yes. We know who you've slept with. Yes. Yeah, they know everything. I know, that feels very unfair. <laughs> And they recognise you by your voice. Usually yeah. I'm looking at photos of who's coming. I don't, I don't know what anyone looks like, but you just speak like, oh yeah, you're the one from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I kind of felt like if it's only, an, I think we probably met for an hour, the conversation is dominated by sobriety. I think if it's longer, I would like for the conversation for the first hour or whatever to be about sobriety. And then like, let's just get to know each other. Mm. I guess that I think that would be great. So go, cool, we all are here for the same reason, but let's all connect Generally, I kind of feel like the same when you're a parent and you meet another one who's had a baby similar sort of time. Like, I can talk one. about another one, another little human one. <laughs> I can talk about being a parent for a bit and about our kids for a bit, but then like, let's really yeah. get to know each other. Yeah. That's sort of how I felt. Maybe that's just coming from a different angle. I think that is because by the time I had met people at the meetups, I was so desperate to talk about what I was going through. Yeah, yeah. All I wanted to talk was alcohol. And I think when people turn up for the first time, which they do every month, we have a monthly breakfast meeting, there's new people that come and they want to talk about alcohol. Mm. They haven't spoken about it to their friends or family. Of course. Like those people online, you know, their husbands don't even know sometimes. Yeah. So they are 
are desperate to to hear about your journey so that they can be inspired for theirs mm. yeah. i really enjoyed mine like it's such a lovely group of people that came to it and i guess with something like this like it's such a mixed bag of people yeah because like a really you know, people give up alcohol from all different walks of life and backgrounds. Yeah. So it's quite fun to be at an event. Usually yeah. it's like you and your mates, everyone's similar kind of people, yeah. similar kind of conversations, similar kind of thoughts and backgrounds. So it's great to have like a complete mix of, of people at one event. There was one woman that came once though. I mean, you have to sometimes have boundaries up with these too because the wrong people might come sometimes mm -hmm. and mess things up, which happens with any group, doesn't it? Uh, one woman came who sort of sat down and we were all talking and being really intimate and she said... I don't know what's wrong with you. Why can't you just stop at one? <laughs> and this one woman got up and walked away. Yeah. She just had no understanding of why we were there. And I had to say to her afterwards that we're here because we've all had issues with alcohol. And, and that's the point is that we can't stop at one. And what she did like, she think she was attending? I don't know. <laughs> I just think it was people that didn't drink. I didn't think, I'd, maybe she didn't realise it was people that had struggled with alcohol. Right. Yeah. But she was just, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, just, just have one. It's fine, isn't it? Amazing. <laughs> Everyone was kind of like nodding with their eyes closed, <laughs> like shaking their heads. Yeah. Do you think the choice in venue helps with these events so they go a bit better? I reckon the venue matters. It's imperative not to go anywhere too loud, too triggery like a bar or too far away in the stick. Somewhere central to your area, good coffee, cheap food, everyone can afford it, or, you know, like a picnic. And then that way you can guarantee to not be surrounded by booze. Yep. So what do you need to take with you to make these events a little bit easier? The first thing is name badges. Sounds mm -hmm. cheesy, but just bring a roll of those little stick-on badges because it does get awkward trying to remember everybody's names. Remember to bring cash, of course, to split the bill. Splitting with a stranger is just way too awkward. Sure. We did an art class once and everybody bought a sketch pad. That's so we sat and looked at our sketch pads while we talked about everyone's sober journeys. Oh, it was much less intense. That's And good. people really enjoyed it. It's a bit like men sitting shoulder to exactly. shoulder. Yeah, not having to be too confronted by the issues have a distraction that can be eating as well so if you're out for a, for a breakfast and ordering food or ordering or even sipping on your coffee just so you can be a little bit distracted by something mm -hmm. once we wrote on a piece of paper as we arrived what we were grateful for and we went around the table and read them out which was lovely so bring pen and paper with you um, i think what you've got to bring into these is no expectations and no judgment Sometimes it's helpful to choose a topic. You could yeah. talk about sober socialising or alcohol-free drinks or whatever you want to talk about. Just cheat, go through our, po go through our podcast go through and our choose podcast one. And choose yeah. a topic, yeah, yeah totally. Because that will really help break the ice. Do the introductions and why are you here? Because that brings out the nitty-gritty in people and they feel really welcome and safe when, when they tell their stories. You can create a group on Cuppa which backs up your event so that the people that attend your event can then go on and chat online afterwards. Yeah, nice. That's a really good way to back it all up. Know also that you will not like everyone. Mm -hmm. This is a good point. Be careful who you hang out with outside of the group. I've had a few people drag others off the wagon. Wow. Yes, in the first group that I did, not, not in the last couple of years, but there were some people who were interested in sobriety that were still drinking and then went out with other people in the group and they became all buddies for a while and one of them started drinking, then they all did. Also, don't give your phone number out. You've got to keep your boundaries up with these mm -hmm. groups because, as you said, You've never met any of them before. You don't know where they've come from. You don't know what they want from the group. So you've just got to be a little bit careful. You can trust and not judge, but you can also keep yourself safe. How many of these do you reckon you've been to? Oh, probably a hundred now. Really? More than, yeah. 
105 years, so one every other week, roughly. Yeah, probably I go to something every two weeks, I would say. Amazing. Yeah, and I really get a lot out of them, Hamish. What would you say have been the standout, like the best one you've been to or the worst one that you've been to? Honestly, we laugh, all of them. Mm -hmm. It's not about alcohol, it's not about anything else, it's about women. For me, it's a group of women being together and laughing like we thought we could only laugh when we were drunk. Mm. And we come away from these camping weekends that we do. A woman said on the last one, my face hurts from laughing all weekend. This is the best girls weekend I've ever been on because it's real. That's what I love about it. They are real conversations and they are from the heart. It is a sentimental experience hanging out with people that feel the same as you do about something, about booze. Kind of goes to show that what you actually do at these meetups doesn't really matter. I totally agree. hate camping and you love the sober camping weekend. Well, I don't sleep in the tent. No, I, I drive but you're near it. <laughs> I'm near the tent. Yeah. And then when it's time to go to bed, I drive very quickly out of the car park, yeah. more than 30 miles per hour. <laughs> you speed. I you speed, break the law yeah. to get the hell out of that yeah. campsite. But I think you're right, Hamish. Like, you've really just made me realise there. It's not about the topic or the people or the, yeah. or the environment, really. It's about meeting people that understand you and that you can have a laugh with. Mm. That's all we want. We just want mates that we can have a laugh with at the end of the day. And we have a laugh. And we make alcohol problems sort of the back seat we don't have to talk about it as being a problem and we don't have to talk about shame. We talk about, look, we accept this. This is something that we did. It's something that we do like to talk about, but we're not going to feel shit about it. Mm-hmm. We're going to laugh at all the crazy shit we got up to and that's okay. I guess what we're saying in this episode is it's over to you. There's only so much Vic and I can do with regards to the podcast. We can be the voices in your head on your morning walks, babbling away, talking complete rubbish. But when it comes to creating your own pack, your own team, your own sober meetup, that really is on you. It'll be hard at the start. It'll be awkward. You might find yourself sitting in a cafe on your own like Vic often does when people don't show up. But keep going. They will come. So if you're feeling strong in your sobriety and confident in yourself and you want to give something a go, maybe even get out of your comfort zone, this is your turn to give something back. Create a space where those struggling feel comfortable and help support your community. Yeah, you can give back. It's always about you. Like I go to those events now because I know I have the knowledge. If someone asks a question, Mm. I can go, this is what you need to do. And that is your role as you go further along in your sobriety is to be the inspiration for others. Say, look, if I did it, you can too. And if you're at this stage this is what i did and i go to those meetups because i do have some answers now i don't go in there and go hey anyone got any questions here i am the sober guru no i just like to listen to people's stories and be able to answer their questions Mm -hmm. and anybody can do that if you're one day more sober than someone else you can help that person that's one day behind you and that's really important to give back like that the purpose of our episode today is to tell you to use the tools It's part of the work. Cuppa is there to help you through the tough times, help you get sober and support you in a long-term sobriety. It's designed to run alongside professional help and prop your chin up if you're feeling wobbly. It's also there so the ones feeling super confident on this part can give back and help others. It's there so you can share your wise tips and tricks and be the shoulder that someone might need at a crucial tipping point. So just head to cuppa.community. Yep. Any final words about Cuppa, Hamish? If anyone wants to join the legends who donate to keep Cuppa going, where can they do that, Vic? 
join Cupper and you can donate to Cupper if you wanted to. You can also join our Patreon or buy a T-shirt. Like any of this helps us support our community, which is incredible. So yeah, get on there. There's loads of ways to help. What do you see as the future of Cupper? Where's it going? It's not going anywhere, really. I mm-hmm. hope it doesn't go anywhere. So as long as we can keep paying for it, We'll keep it running and aiding those in need of a network of amazing sober buddies. Now get on there and create that sober event. The goer-outers and the organisers, come on, this is your chance. Yep, sometimes people just need cheering on, a thumbs up, a rant or a smile. It's enough for them to carry on and keep being sober. I wanted to add a poem by Spike Milligan at the end for no other reason, Hamish, that I love him. And I wanted to leave this episode on a happy note. Okay. No, I'm going to let you read it. You're better better at reading poems than me. You are. Okay, this is Smile by Spike Milligan. Smiling is infectious. You catch it like the flu. When someone smiled at me today, I started smiling too. I passed around the corner and someone saw my grin. When he smiled, I realised I'd passed it on to him. I thought about that smile. Then I realised it's worth. A single smile, just like mine, could travel round the earth. So if you feel a smile begin, don't leave it undetected. Let's start an epidemic quick and get the world infected. It's not very COVID safe, is it? No, Uh, but it's nice. I added another one here because I mentioned Scunthorpe in this episode, didn't I? And I just remembered one that my dad used to say, which was, if Typhoo put the tea in Britain, who put the cunt in Scunthorpe? (laughs) That's a direct quote from your dad, is it? It is, actually. I just wanted to read out, just to end, a couple of reasons from the Cuppa members why they love it so much. Oh, yes. Uh, Helen B said it's honest and hilarious and non-judgmental. Victoria S said she loves how welcoming it is to newbies. Anita said chatting with people that get it from all over the globe. Christine said, I love that there is a space to write about my sobriety and thoughts of living living alcohol-free. She said she loves there is a strong focus on the positives of choosing this lifestyle. Carly said, simply having a great people that get it. Claire M said, I love that everyone gets it. No judgment, just support, encouragement and humour. Jack S says that everyone here is generally wants the best for everyone else. And Brian Jones says, seeing people's posts and responding to them makes me think and reflect on my own challenges or to affirm and remind myself that sobriety was the right choice for me. There you go. I love those members. I love all the members of Cupper. We haven't ever had to ban anyone. No. Which is quite incredible. And that's what people say, like they've been on other social communities, other sober social communities, and people just get on there, trolls and Mm. slag each other off and just cause mayhem. But on Cupper, we haven't had that. It's been going for over a year now, and I've never had to tell anyone off. No. I'm quite disappointed. I know. You're ready for it. I'm ready with my whip. With your band button, your big red band button that you can't wait to hit. It's like glowing next to my computer. (laughs) (laughs) I'll ban someone soon. Don't you worry. It could be you. It could be you if you join. No, we don't mean that. Just go and join and make some sober buddies because there is nothing better is there, Hamish. You're my sober buddy. I know. You're my only sober buddy. I know. This is the only sober socialising I do is just in here every (laughs) week. Charles Medrum. Let's go and skip into the sober sunset together, holding hands. Yes, let's go strip. No, 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 skip. God, it always ends up sexual, Hamish. There's something going on. You fancy me or something? That's it. That's all it is. You fucking fancy me or something? Years podcasting for years, just planting the seed of stripping, just slowly (laughs) erode you down. Don't erode me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't feel like being eroded right now. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you're questioning your relationship with booze, you're struggling to moderate, or your hangovers are causing anxiety, it might be time to reach out for some support. Yeah, just talk to a mate about how you're feeling, contact a local doctor, find an AA or sobriety group. Vic's got one. Yeah, just head to www.cupper.community. Remember, if you're questioning yourself, it might be time to seek support. Even though this journey can be awkward, it is definitely worth it. And if you've enjoyed the Sober Awkward podcast, don't forget to review it, rate it, and share it with your mates. Do they have to share it with their mates? Yeah, of course they do. I'm not doing this for nothing, Hamish. Bloody hell. How do they share it? Hi there. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness, to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out all my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? It's probably ones with moody, moody what? sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay. yes, good, yes. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. Yeah. You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audiobook will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry, and cringe, and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, 
it wobbled my teeny weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. <laughs> my teeny little wooden heart. Well, his teeny little, his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it. Yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> 